Hello. On this podcast, we talk about movies, their faults, their flaws, and their plots. So, expect some spoilers. You've been warned. Welcome to Plot Spackle. I'm John, and I first saw this movie today. What? I feel betrayed. A dirty secret. I'm Richard, and I saw this movie in 2006. I'm Eric, and I think I saw this on The Simpsons once. I haven't seen the actual movie, though. But you know what they say, The Simpsons did it first. The Simpsons, yeah, but they did a parody of the movie before it existed. No, it's, I'm pretty sure it's the same principle as like, Weird Al makes some really good songs and then other people decide they're going to take those songs and change them just a bit so he can't sue them. But then they have to like time travel into the past so that they can claim that they did it. You don't actually have to time travel in the past. It's far easier to send music to the past. You just, you don't even need a um, flux capacitor to stabilize the music. You just need a microwave and a box of Tic Tacs. I think some tinfoil too. That's how you get the right sparks. It has to be very specific, though. You have to go name brand. You can't have off-brand aluminum foil. So, Reynolds Wrap, then? Yes, Reynolds Wrap. Not a sponsor. That's okay. Yet? You could always do it. Hey. But, uh, so you saw the movie in 2006? Yeah. That's a very specific year. How do you, how do you know it's that year specifically? Uh, because it was shortly after getting home from my mission. Okay. And hanging out with marshall so um what movie are we talking about eric well we are talking about the movie called the shining it's the shinin boy do you want to get sued they can't sue us this is a uh, educational this is a fair use podcast we don't even use any of the official like plot points in there well i mean true and it was supposed to be uh eric lives under a rock but apparently it was eric and john I was secretly under the rock. Does that mean I have to include you in this quiz, John? No. The quiz is to make fun of Eric. I'm not included in that. I think we'll just get both of your answers at this point. It'll be fine. We'll vote. We'll have a a versus here. Whoever gets more points. Yeah. Whoever gets more points wins. Is the king of the podcast for the day. Yeah. king, King for the day. They get to be the king of the Overlook Hotel. It's a great prize. You never want to leave? Yeah. That's the Hotel California. No, no. The Hotel California, you can decide you want to leave if you if you feel like it. No, you can check you out. You just can't leave. Whenever you feel like you just can't leave. So that's, Exactly. That's how it is. But first we have, uh, we have a movie poster for people. Apparently I have a movie poster for two people. I didn't realize. <laughs> Wait, I have to do a, a movie poster. And uh, also movie facts, and uh, Eric has to tell us what the movie is about. It has been a while since we've done an either, guys. I swear it's since... Have we done one this year? Um, other than uh, Jurassic Galaxy. Oh yeah, we, yeah, Jurassic Galaxy, that was... Why must you remind me of that? So basically, you're saying that this whole quarantines thing... Is because we haven't been doing Ehlers? Yes. 
I mean, it's, it's, as soon as we it's start coincidental, but that's that's good enough. Correlation for me. is causation. Yeah, the science tracks. The data backs it up. I mean, we just need a larger sample size. We just got to keep doing it and taking notes. All right. So here we have a movie poster. So we have Stephen King. Uh, his name is right at the top. It's really clear. You definitely know it's he's involved with it somehow. Then you have the subtitle, The Shining. That's kind of faded, you know, foggy, mysterious. Then there is a guy staring at you with blue. Are those blue eyes or are they kind of gray? Or green? Mm. They're not normal colored eyes. And he's just staring at you and he's kind of giving the questioning, like raised corners of the eyebrows. I can't quite do it. That's that's something villains do. Oh, then there's also a boy. In uh, his pajamas. No, I think that's an overcoat with a hat. Standing in the lower right-hand corner, and apparently he's he's under a spotlight. So I'm gonna say in his pajamas because there's the exact same pattern on his pants as on his top, and that's not a common thing for you know an overcoat to match your pants. So that has to be his pajamas. Oh, yeah, those are pajamas. I didn't see. I thought it was just like. I think he's just dusty. I think he's super blonde and has a bowl cut, and it's just reflecting. This is a low quality poster. It, it's like highlights or oversaturated white balance all right and what does this tell you that the movie is about what's the movie's plot having not seen it and only seen references in all levels of uh, pop culture so the simpsons taught me that uh, jack nicholson is watching a hotel while it's closed for the winter his wife and her son come with them and the ghost of the hotel start affecting them Jack Nicholson's character then goes crazy and tries to kill his family, uh, ultimately freezing outside. A tale as old as time. No, that's Beauty and the Beast. But I I guess patricide is pretty thematic. No, uh, familicide. I don't know. They talk about it in the Bible. I mean, isn't it uh, a Grecian myth at this point? Because didn't it... uh... Well, no, the son's not killing the dad. No, because Kronos was killing his, eating his kids, and then but they didn't die. Zeus though. killed him, so he couldn't, so he didn't die. Right? Isn't that how it works? So really, this is Grecian. Well, it's whether a it's, it is certainly a tragedy. And other than the actors, we're we're doing pretty good on the plot. So yeah, time for those movie facts. Well, yeah, is that the? I know there was the movie with Jack Nicholson. The Shining uh, came out on the 27th of April, 1999, or 1997. Uh, had a $25 million budget and uh, made a lot of people very unhappy because there was a 1980s film that everybody was really was pretty pleased with. And that's the one with Jack Nicholson. Oh, you're talking about the miniseries. Yeah. I... Why would we watch a miniseries? That's like 10 episodes or something, isn't it? I don't have 10 hours to Not watch. 10. That's a full. Not. That's a full series. A miniseries is like five. This is like a full four and a half. And this is the one that Stephen King was actually involved in. That's why we were doing this one. And Stephen King's The Shining. That's why the title was so big. Why do you think John only watched it today? <laughs> um, Because he's a good Mormon boy? 
All right, I guess we'll go back and cover the other Shining for you. All right, if you want to do that one. <sighs> All right, it. Okay, I'm Richard, and I still watched this one in nineteen nine or in two thousand and six. <laughs> I actually totally watched this today. Still. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. Well then, just back to the poster then, I guess. Right, yeah, back to the poster. Okay, so the poster is it says. On the the very top of the poster, a masterpiece of modern horror. Then it has a capital T, followed by lower, you know, then it's, or it's The Shining in a slanted font. And I think that's Jack Nicholson in the picture. I don't know. I think it's an alien, personally. I think it's an extra from Close Encounters. There is a face. We don't know whose face it is it belongs to, but there's a face staring down through the T. Um, after that, we have a bunch of the credits, a Stanley Kubrick film and Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall, The Shining, and it goes through like normal yeah, trailer it's our, stuff. It's our block down at the bottom. And the plot's still the same though, right? Yeah. This one actually has Jack Nicholson in it. Okay. So yeah. Jack Nicholson tries to kill his family, ultimately freezing outside. So what does this movie have facts? This movie also has facts. Uh-huh. This movie uh, uh-huh. came out on the 13th of June in 1980. Has a budget of $19 million, so, you know, quite a bit less than the miniseries. But how much for given inflation? Uh, you, you want me to do that math right now? No, no. I'd probably say it's about... It would be comparable to forty million nineteen nineties dollars. I think I'm this. This is me guessing. It was only a ten year difference. Yeah, but there was a huge recession and like inflation in the eighties. Oh, I thought it was a twenty year difference. Mm, Seventeen. All right, closer to twenty. Anyway, this one earned uh, um six hundred and twenty two thousand in its opening weekend. Uh, 45 million by the end of its run in the U.S. It got a very limited worldwide release. It only bumped it up to about 46 million. Uh-huh. But still, quite a bit of funds for it. This one had a lot of a lot of interesting things. Uh, the script kept getting changed on the fly. To the point where Jack Nicholson um, just kind of said he stopped bothering to read the script because he'd just get handed whatever his current thing was about five minutes before the shoot. And to get him in the right mood, they only fed him cheese sandwiches. That was the only thing he was allowed to get from craft services. And he hates them. Grilled cheese? No. Bread, like cheese, like cheddar. Does does it go into details of what kind? It of does cheese? not tell me what kind of cheese. It just tells me that all he got was cheese sandwiches for two weeks straight, and this is why you have a very angry man. Is that how long it filming took, or just? Uh, it was what they did to prep. Okay, like pre-production, sort mm-hmm. of like. As they were gearing up for everything and to get him in the right mood for like two weeks straight, you feed him this. And then when you actually do the shoot, 
he's a, an irritable, angry person. I think he'd be a bit happier because he's getting something more than grilled cheese. No, see, they still fed him grilled cheese. They yeah. still have fed him the cheese sandwiches. You have to finish the filming before you get something else. Then you can eat at the wrap party. You know what they're serving at the wrap party? Cheese sandwiches. Cheese sandwiches. <laughs> but finger ones, so not even enough to sat- satiate your hunger. <laughs> but yeah, there was there was some fun stuff. Like, with throwing the tennis ball inside the Overlook Hotel was Jack Nicholson's idea. Because the script only, j- only gave... Uh, gave the Jack is not working for stage direction. Ah. And the kid moving his uh, finger when he was talking to Tony was actually the kid's idea. He did it as part of his audition. Ah. And they decided to keep it. It's kind of like a finger puppet, but without the puppet. Yeah. So a naked finger puppet? I mean, I guess. But before we get into watching of the movie... We do have our quiz. We can't like go with actor names here because the actors are a little bit. There's like three. Yeah. So instead, we're going with characters within the film. All right. We have the quiz of whether or not it's a ghost at the Overlook Hotel or a Downton Abbey character. Remember, the more British it sounds, the more likely it's Downton Abbey. All right. So, our first one is Mary Crawley. That is totally Downton Abbey. I think Downton Abbey as well. All right. Uh, Lorraine Massey. The Shining. Or the Overlook Hotel. I concur. All right. And Delbert Grady. That's uh, Overlook Hotel. That is Overlook Hotel, yes. All right. And Jimmy Kent. That is Downtown Abbey. I'm going to say Overlook. We have oh. to differentiate so we can have a different we, yeah, score. Yeah, well, so someone's got to win. Now someone has to win. We can match everything else, but now there's a winner. All right. And Thomas Barrow? That's Down- Overlook. I'm going to say Downtown Abbey. Wait, All no, right. I'm going to switch to Downtown Abbey. It makes a lot more sense Downtown Abbey. All right. And then Horace Derwent. Overlook Hotel. Yeah, Horace Derwent. Overlook all right. Now we'll just have to go watch a movie. All right. That means that we need a spooky transition song. And we're back. Hey, and we're back. All right. So that's the movie. You've watched the movie now, Eric. I have. I am one of the cool kids. Yay, you can now come up with theories about what Stanley Kubrick was really trying to say. Was he telling was he actually telling everyone that the moon landing was faked? Was he telling everyone about America's um exploitation of the natives living on the moon? Wait, what? Well, <laughs> I, so I've heard the uh Stanley uh, the that the moon landing was fake. It was actually filmed by Stanley Kubrick. But because he's such a stickler, he dis- he insisted on filming. He insisted at filming on location. Yes, that is. He's really obsessive that way. Really hard to work with. I mean, look what he did to uh, Jack Nicholson with the the cheese, cheese sandwiches. sandwiches. Um, um, look at all the food that was in the Overlook Hotel, and Jack didn't get to eat any of that. Another fact, or I don't want to say fun fact, but with uh, is it Emily Duvall who's the the female lead? Oh, yeah. 
uh, Emily Duvall's character, Stanley... Shelley Duvall. Or Shelley. Shelley Duvall. Stanley Kubrick went to all the cast members and said, do not sympathize with her. And then he would merciless... He would tease her and like berate her to the point of tears just so that she could get into the... Or he could make her be in the right um, mindset for the character. Like, that was actually one of the big complaints Stephen King had with the movie. Is he did not like the way Wendy w- Wendy was portrayed. Because he was all like, all she's there for is to scream. Welcome to horror movies. No, see, because that's... You gotta have your characters have more value than just screaming. Well, she survives. She she was smarter than Jack Nicholson's character. Like, she overcame the hotel full of ghosts. Or the, maybe the hotel just didn't want her. Maybe it just likes but it drunks. Kept, maybe it likes people who have the shining. But it's like, hey, Jack Nicholson, go kill these people. And uh, they're like, no, don't kill us. She's like, well, I'm going to kill you. And then she's, they escape. So, Except the black guy. I mean. Got to sacrifice him on the altar of a horror movies. Uh, well, another trope that it follows is the black guy always dies. And yeah, this black guy died. All right. So how did we do on our uh, our scores? Uh, Eric wins. Oh. Yes. Uh, Mary Crawley is from Downton Abbey. Lorraine Massey is Overlook Hotel. Delbert Grady is from the Overlook Hotel. Jimmy Kent is Downton Abbey. Uh, Thomas Barrow is also Downton Abbey. And Horace Derwent is the Overlook Hotel. Well, as my first royal proclamation. I think it's just because you've watched Downton Abbey. I have not actually watched ever watched Downton Abbey. I think you have. I think it's your dark secret. Why would I watch stuffy British TV? If I See, wanna... you even know what it's about already. Well, everyone knows <laughs> what Downtown Abbey's about. I don't. It's about an abbey, which I think is a mosque or something. Uh, they don't have mosques downtown, obviously. He's trying to he's trying to throw us off, pretending like he doesn't know that an abbey and a mosque are different things. I know there's a dowager countess in there. And See, that's another fact he knows, another proof that he has seen Downton Abbey. Uh, Professor McGonagall? No, um, old Wendy from Hook is in there, too. He knows a lot about this for not yeah. having seen it. Yeah, he's... Well, my wife likes it, though. See, see, that's... You have wife knowledge. You probably know all about kids' uh, cartoons, too. Well, of course, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you got your... Well, I was going to say um, G.I. Joe, but I never watched that as a kid. But Transformers? Yeah. I bet you've got the plot for Blippy down pat. Blippy doesn't really have a plot. He's more of a... See? But, but we're not talking about we're, Blippy. Yeah, we're, we're not we're, talking about YouTube. We're talking about the, the Shining. We're talking about The Shining. We're talking about Jack Nicholson trying to kill people with an axe, destroying 60 doors just to get one shot. Another fun fact about that. So they had a false or they so they designed like a door that was supposed to be broken in like fairly quickly, like easily. But because Jack Nicholson was a volunteer fire marshal, he knew how to chop down a door really fast. So he went through that too fast. Yeah. And they're like, oh. Looks like we have to get a bit a harder door. He's like, bring a real door. He's like, bring in the mahogany. Mahogany. As every swing he comes in, he's like, cheese sandwich, thunk. Cheese sandwich, 
<laughs> but uh, what do you think? I mean, so it it's not a traditional scary movie. Like, obviously, there's the, the whole ghost aspect. But I think the scariest part of the movie was actually just the sound design. Um, like they'll be walking into the rooms and you'll hear a low, like rumbling or a high, a high pitched sound in the background that slowly rises. Or like I, I noticed specifically, um, when Danny is on his little trike Uh and he's going through the hotel and he's going through the sections where it's the hardwood, Mm -hmm. but with the rugs thrown over with it. So then you keep having the, the sound as he's on the, the carpet and then he turns, hits the yeah the, the the hardwood flooring and it gives that hard mm-hmm. and i'm like well that's a very interesting sound so yeah i think the highlight of this film is the sound design i mean the acting's good don't get me wrong like jack nicholson was scary but he was kind of scary throughout the movie yeah he didn't it didn't start out less scary i think he should have started out more in control but i think stanley's version of the story is very different from what stephen king's story was and you've re- actually read the book right yes so, i have i have not read um the shining book i say it's actually kind of a scary book well it's a stephen king book they're generally kind of scary books now this one i i, I did jump while reading it so no oh, that's impressive because i was reading it and then like my phone went off and i'm like what <laughs> Usually I don't jump with my phone. <laughs> but yeah, so it was a good movie. I don't, I would probably watch it again. Like maybe if I wanted to get into the more conspiracy theory movies about The Shining. It's like, okay, well, let's watch The Shining so I can then watch these uh, crazy fan theory uh, videos. And be like, whoa. Or um, information like um, the subliminal nonsense making that of the hotel. Oh yeah, just the fact that, like the so the hotel's a real place. You can actually go there. Um and people have mapped out the uh like the room layout and everything and they've tried following Danny's path and they're like, "Well, wait, how did you get from the ground floor to the second floor? Like it shouldn't have worked." And so uh, the theory that I've heard is it's just the hotel is affecting everyone and now is it like specific so the the haunting is it the hotel that is the actual like the hotel is the haunting the haunting. thing like it they is, have it ghosts is the force there. it has ghosts but the ghosts are captured by the hotel oh yep so it's the the hotel is the malevolent force and the the previous caretakers and everything else is just yeah but it's also like the the fact the layout doesn't make sense starts earlier than that because the uh i guess what does it be the owner mm-hmm or CEO, whoever's hiring Jack, his office has a window, but it's impossible for his office to have a window outside based on how they walk into it. Hmm. Great for non-Euclidean spaces. Yeah. But you probably didn't notice that, did you? I did not notice that. Which is both a good thing and a bad thing. It's super subliminal, but also, and you probably don't notice because you've watched enough movies with a poor continuity to not catch on anymore. And I've like I've heard people um, just explain it away like, oh, it's the ghosts that are just the hotel is messing with your psyche. And there's a lot of stuff in there where people will ascribe actual revealing mistakes 
to Stanley Kubrick making really subtle references. Yeah. Uh, like there's the stick, the, the dopey, the dopey sticker on the wall that's, uh, in there in early shots in the film, but isn't there in later shots in the film. And people are like, Oh, it's, it's to mark character growth of Danny over the course of the movies. He stops being quite so dumb. It's, um, guys, you're, you're really stretching for me. I mean, it gets hard when you do have a guy who puts a lot of effort into details, but then he doesn't put effort into every detail and everything has meaning. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things, like, and he does get obsessive with stuff, so he ends up doing something like a hundred takes on given on any given shot, and not all of them are going to be the same. People were really proud with him. He only took... I think three takes to get the elevators of blood. It just took nine days to set up each time. Oh my gosh. That is horrible. Cause you have to clean up. Yeah. We'll clean up and just the and, whole tanks and whatnot. Yeah. But, and then he got like, I think they took a year to process that scene because he kept being upset that it didn't quite look, look enough like blood for him. But he didn't have the budget or the time to do another another take of it, so he had to go with the three. Mm. Color correction. He'd be so he'd probably be a lot happier with uh, technology these days. He's like, oh, give me a filter, boom. That's right. Jack Nicholson now has a flower crown <laughs> <laughs> that has specific meaning. Sure, definitely. So, do you feel like the pop culture? Um, saturation made it so you pretty much already knew the movie yeah like there's obvious the simpsons treehouse of horror you know no tv and no beer make homer go something something yep um then there's also even like uh let's see ready player one that also had a big shining um reference and like well i don't want to say reference and more like an entire scene referencing the shining. Um, but even like commercials have shining references. And so, yeah, it's people like this movie. Do you think you would have found it scarier? Um, like if you had lived and like gone to see it in was 1970 or 1980, 1980, 1980. Like it would have been really scary for him to have watched it then. Yeah, it would have been assuming all the other things that need to happen for him to see it had happened. So you know we don't have to drill on that. It's just assuming I get transported back in time right now. Yeah, you get traveled back in time. No, yesterday, yesterday, yesterday. because you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, this will be your first time you see it. As you walk into your time traveling closet to go get a coat, and you step out and you find yourself in line to see The Shining. I think I also have to... Um, I think there's more scary things in that scenario than just that you're, you're going to see the shining at the end. I get rid of all my current... Uh, pop movie, culture pop, knowledge. Yeah, pop yeah. culture knowledge. There's no Simpsons having if, showed it. If I had lived... As if I was living in the seven or 80s and 70s, whatnot. I think it would have been scary. Because I'm trying to remember like the last big scary movie, and that was probably Jaws. I mean, there's or when when did the Exorcist come out? Was Exorcist it? came out before it. Yes, 
okay, so Exorcist was probably more, one of the more scary movies, but like obviously Jaws is was a big scary one. I think yeah, The Shining just it's a little bit different than both The Exorcist and Jaws. I mean, obviously there's more different there's more scary movies, but those are the big ones. All right, the show. Should we see if there's plot holes? I didn't, we didn't look this up beforehand. Well, I mean, some of you didn't look this up beforehand. Oh well. Why? Richard looked it up and he w- checked out the plot holes in 2006. <laughs> Look, uh, I checked out the plot holes uh, for the 1997 TV miniseries, okay? What did you want? The right plot holes to the right movie. Okay, well, I've got a few for you. Perfect. There's... Not a whole lot because I mean, again, be... Stanley Kubrick was pretty pretty consistent on there. So let's see. I've got my. Uh, do Do you want the TV miniseries one or the ones for The Shining? It's for the uh, '80s movie. We'll do the '80s movie because we can't actually honestly answer the miniseries because I haven't actually seen that. So I don't even know like how the plot's different exactly or what they adapted from the book i'd assume more of straight from the book uh because sort of because stephen king was directly involved with yeah. the miniseries so uh for plot holes in the shining there is basically nothing there's a bunch of revealing mistakes and that everybody oh. fe- everybody feeds into because there's the conspiracies yeah. And that's really it. There's a couple of continuity mistakes where like when Jack shakes uh uh Jack shakes off after he kills Halloran, the head of the axe is all covered in blood and then when he's chasing everybody through chasing Danny through the maze, there's no blood on the axe anymore. And they cleaned it off in the snow. Yeah, he fell down. It got wiped off in the snow. So there's probably a red smear. Oh wait, no. Um bloodthirsty ghost came up and licked his axe <laughs> and with that with that great asmr audio we're doing we're doing that um when danny takes the knife off the side table he walks up to the dresser gets lipstick writes red rum on the door when he picks up the lipstick the cap has already been removed and the lipstick's pushed out uh, with the tension of the previous scenes, it's unlikely that Wendy would have put on lipstick before laying down for a nap and pr- put the cap back on. Like, that, this is what we've got, is that somebody says, it's unlikely. I'm going to say it is unlikely. What is more likely is that Jack, or Danny, needed a lipstick red for his uh, coloring book. Or maybe he was... How... Danny is eight, or is he ten? I think he's eight. I'm just going to go with it. He's a kid, and kids mess with stuff and don't put things back. So he probably messed with the lipstick, took the cap off, and then put it down. And then he needed it again. It's like, oh, good. I left it here. That That is good kid logic. Yeah. And then, like, lots of stuff were revealing mistakes that people used to feed into things. Like... In the shot when Jack is walking towards the gold room, you don't see his reflection in the last mirror. But again, was he already taken by the hotel at that point? So he doesn't reflect in the mirror. 
a ghost did it. Yeah. I so, can see that. Yeah. It's the hotel bringing Jack in and, well, yeah, the hotel messes with people. Gives you ghost booze. So, it's, there's not really any plot holes for the Kubrick film. All right. And we probably can't answer the miniseries. So what are our final thoughts on The Shining? So, John, um, you asked me about what I thought about it. What did you think about it, this being your first time? Or, like, recently first time? Yeah, well, because I'd, I'd seen so much of it beforehand. And because I've seen a lot of uh, movies and videos and It is all over the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah. I think it was all right. I think it was pretty, like, it's very well made. I'll give it that. Um it was a lot spookier when I watched it in, like, 2006. Now you're just jaded. Now I'm jaded. Now you're jaded. To be fair, I really... This was back before I watched eight bajillion ep- things on YouTube and was not part of the cool people. So I really didn't know a whole lot of what I was getting into. So... So it's probably a lot scarier if you don't know what's coming. And if you watch it in the dark. Yeah, that it, it did help that it was, like, 2 a.m., on pizza and a bunch of uh, Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew Pitch Black. That sounds about right for the. What's the best food to eat while watching horror? Pizza and Mountain Dew at two a.m. And that's just not a lifestyle we can have anymore. I think chips. That's all you need to survive on a horror movie. Chip chips are too. <laughs> you know I can't crackly. have your ghost chips. They're too crunchy. Exactly, and then. The crunch is going to scare the person you're watching with. And they're going to be like, stop, stop with that. And you're like, I'm not eating chips. <laughs> See, but the problem is that they'll, they'll swing their hand and then they'll smash your chips. Even if you're not eating chips. Then you just have a chip mess. It's just chips don't seem like the right thing to have at 2 a.m. while watching a scary movies. Chinese takeout. No, that's what I'm going to say. For my horror movie, my horror movie, let me say it better so I'm not like enunciating it. I would say Chinese takeout is my go-to uh, scary movie meal. The SMM. Did you watch um, Chinese, or did you eat Chinese takeout while watching The Shining? No. You should have, obviously. I should have. That would have made it scarier. But I watched it during the middle of the day, so. I mean, it's like, well, I'm not, it's going to date it when we record this, so. I watched it in the middle of the day. It's a fascinating movie. Lots of layers. And Stanley Kubrick is very good at like framing and just ph- photography in general. Like photography is in the video- videography. Yeah. Oh, another fun fact. Every single scene in this movie has red in it. It's got red on it. Yep. It's got red on it. But I, I think that's everything about The Shining. That's not... Well, that's everything about The Shining, but... We should thank our patron members. We should thank our thank our patron members. I'd chop down a door to get to them if I had to. Like obviously to save them, not for any other reason. Yeah, that's what you say, but I think the hotel's already getting into you. What what ghost um beverage is it giving you, Eric? Surge. Yeah, you, you don't drink surge anymore. Can't you go- can't drink surge anymore, John. Well, okay. I'm going to come back to this. Oh yeah, that's a uh... That, that was also on the list of plot holes. I, we didn't cover that one. Oh. Uh, when Jack asks for a bottle of bourbon, he's given a bottle of Jack Daniels, which is not bourbon. 
fix that plot hole, guys. This hotel serv- chimped out or cheaped out. <laughs> Service said this hotel is terrible. All right. Well, there you go. One okay. star. Fun. Okay, so fun fact: you can buy th- on eBay three pack of Surge soda drink for thirty dollars. So steal. If you're willing to spend ten dollars per can, you can drink a drink from the early two thousands, the late nineties. That sounds like a thing our patrons are pay- would pay for. I don't think that's something they'll pay for. They pay for other things to listen to us. Maybe if we had, maybe we could, if we had we a patron a, night, we could give a surge review. But uh, yeah, yeah, this surge protector is pretty good. You know, you, you they can fry any electronics. Seriously, yeah, you can like that's us one on of my Facebook. Surge protectors, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. You, you can do that, guys. Like us on Facebook. Send us messages on Twitter at plotspacklepodcast or at plotspacklepod, or you can send us an email at plotspacklepodcast at gmail dot com. If if Twitter doesn't. If it's if your message is too long for Twitter, sometimes conspiracy theories don't fit in two hundred forty four characters or less. But really, what you need, Eric, is also to go look up chemical analysis equipment to see if you can buy the surge for thirty dollars. Then figure out what the composition of surge is and make your own surge. I mean, it might be a bit more expensive. But the long-term cost-benefit analysis is excellent because you would have surge. You wouldn't need to go to a haunted hotel and get it from a ghost. Nope, Pinterest did it. Homemade surge soda. Sweet, see? See now? And you can even carbonate it, right? Oh yeah, I have a carbonator. Excellent. Yeah, you're set up. No ghost hotel for you. No ghost booze. What's your ghost booze, Richard? Ghost booze? Yeah. yeah. What does, you're what at does the Overlook hotel. hotel. I would have to go with uh, the original Sprite Remix. Oh, sorry. liquid Skittles. I want to change my answer. Oh, you can't. You got Jack Daniels already. They're handing you that surge. So my runner up then is the Ecto Cooler High C. I'm going to say Mr. Green. Remember Mr. Green? Vaguely. What the heck? Was, I don't even know what Mr. Green is. Mr. Green is the Sobe soda. Yeah. Hmm. It was available when we were in high school from the vending machines. I don't think it lasted much longer after that. It did not. I wonder how much that costs per bottle. Let's find. Let's find out. Holy! How much is that? Uh, two hundred dollars was the lat was the most recent bid on one being sold on eBay. Huh? Beat your surge. Look up Pinterest now. 